Welcome to the Liminal Lounge Podcast. I'm Nikki, a queer neurodivergent shadow worker, subconscious coach, business and content mentor, hypnotherapist, and astrologer in Boston. Here we live in the both and space, and we dive into the darkness to achieve massive transformations while keeping it light and never taking ourselves too seriously. We operate through a trauma-informed lens and work towards radical self-acceptance and responsibility. We're here to learn self-trust. So come on, dive into the void with us. Hello and welcome back to the Liminal Lounge. We made it to episode two. I am so excited. Um, so today's episode is kind of the the timeline of what happens. How do we get to the point when you're like why your healing journey feels bad? Why can feel bad sometimes? Why you? get to this point in your healing journey where you're like, I thought I was supposed to be doing something good for myself. I thought I was doing something good for myself. Why do I feel like caca poo-poo? Why do I have no motivation? Why am I suddenly feeling so lost? And that's because of this whole timeline. I'm just going to really break it down for you. Um, if you're watching the video, I just sadly had to do something to maybe not be demonetized. Um, if I have any chance of being monetized, but yeah. So here's why your healing journey feels bad. Um, I don't remember if I said this in the first episode, that one was a little bit longer because that was the intro episode. And I had to like, you know, introduce the concept so sorry about my email y'all we are turning that off um i had to introduce the concept of the whole entire podcast but we don't have to do that today you should know who i am okay you should know who i am do you even know who i am (laughs) um if not go ahead and listen to that episode engage welcome by the way happy you're here um engage you know check out some of my content join the void Book a session. Do all the things. Um, So, yes. What we're going to do is... um, I want to keep these about 20-30 minutes. And the first part of the episode is going to be general education, discussion about these subjects. And then the second part is going to be my personal experience. Because I'm big on sharing my personal experience. Um, But I also want to always remember to make this generally informative and relatable for you. Um, And then so we just get to kind of chat about my life as like a little treat. 
because also that's why I want long form content like this in my business as well is because I do enjoy keeping you all updated on the tea in my life and you all enjoy consuming it as well so and usually you know what I even like weekly coaching sessions with my clients will mirror so much of what I have going on in my life um that week I'm like it's uncanny it's wild there could be any there could be many a thing that my clients and I could work on and of course it mirrors what I have going on in my life crazy um so a lot of times this stuff overlaps with what I have going on and it's always relevant so I'm gonna kind of give you a timeline of what is going on with you subconsciously prior to beginning your healing journey when it first and then when it first starts and then when you start to feel bad during it uh yeah so let's start before you are i'm i i'm actually so i, I came to this podcast idea um after doing kind of like an off-the-cuff six-minute TikTok about this specific subject in a get ready with me. And that was after talking to a client. I like briefly mentioned this in a voice note to them. And then I was like, that's like, it's similar to what we were talking about. So clearly people like feel this way. This would be a good podcast episode. Um, so in the TikTok, I referred to the prior, the pre, like the pro, like bef before your healing journey begins, um, as survival mode, because that's what's going on. So basically, uh, you know, during your life, up until that point, you, you know, you have gauged what your environment is like what the beliefs are of everyone in that environment and what is acceptable what are the social norms and what people are allowed to do and say and want for themselves and be in order to fit in and be safe. Um, late stage capitalism has really conflated, has really made us have to sometimes con um, group together, fitting in socially as with like financial safety. If you really really think about it you know what what gets you financial safety is either having a job that pays enough and or having a partner that you can split bills with and share life with um and or and also having humans like you know your family and friends that if need be, you can 
rely on to help you if you are struggling, if you need somewhere to crash, if you need some extra money. Because it is, everything is so expensive. Rent is insanely expensive just for greed reasons. Healthcare is expensive and confusing. All of, and also we still have to compete and break our backs to make just enough money to live in this system. So, in so obviously I'm of the mind that you can have a partner, you can have a good paying job, you can have supportive friends and family by being yourself. And I am in a position where I have all of those things. Well, I don't have a partner, <laughs> but I'm not looking really. Um, but I have, I've lived with someone, we were together for five years, um, but where I do have those things, you know, the good jobs, plural, <laughs> and supportive friends and family, and I feel safe that if the rug was pulled up from under me tomorrow, I had to leave my apartment, I would have, I could figure it out. Um, and I am living my authentic self. It has not been an easy road and it definitely takes a certain level of privilege. So social, basically social class, social currency is currency, currency. So all to say, you know, our brains are wired for survival. So after picking up on all of the social norms and what was acceptable to be accepted by other people. Um, our brain picked up on all of that and was like, okay, this is who I need to be, what I need to say, what I need to do to survive. And some people this really doesn't happen to. It really, some people it does. Some people it's... Some people have situations in life where you have to lean on these or like are in environments. Um, like if you're in a generally very accepting environment, you don't have to lean on your coping and survival strategies as much. And but some more than others. And you basically identified, okay, this is what I need to do. This is what I need to be. I don't care I don't know if it's either like, yeah, I don't know if I even believe all of this stuff that I'm making myself believe, but I, I have to, I have to live. I have to survive. Or you know that, or like you kind of just, so then that just leads to you being like accepted in society, but deeply unhappy um, or you do know that this is not what you want and you have to have a level of cognitive dissonance. Either way, what does this all add up to? First of all, you're, you're in like a heightened emotional adrenaline pumping state because what is this? This is survival mode. You are buying time. 
your only goal is surviving. It is not happiness. It is not fulfillment. You think it is. And by the way, everything I'm saying here is not conscious thinking. It's not like I need to uh, say that I, I need to, you know, be straight to survive. It's very subconscious. And you just want to do things authentically for yourself but you but like you hit walls of fear which is very valid and end up doing something that you don't want to do um and obviously a lot of what i talk about what i help my clients do is break is transition from the inauthentic living into the authentic living and like guiding you through <laughs> this hard transition healing journey like healing is not just to me healing wounds and giving us good energy it's transforming who you are to be who you really have wanted to be this whole time you know um so you are in survival mode you are just trying to get to tomorrow you're spending so much your energy is depleted but you don't really notice it because you are so preoccupied your mind is very busy with what it's like your life is a as a scene your life is a play and when you are not on when you're not doing a scene with someone who is in your life who maybe this is like a parent or something who you're trying to come off as something that is acceptable when you're not with them you are doing everything in the meantime to keep up this facade and to keep up this vision of what is acceptable in society so like for women a lot this manifested as spending all of their free time changing their bodies whether that's eating and exercising um whether that's going to get brows and nails and oh trying this new thing out shopping just really thinking about how you present yourself that's a very physical example of that and nothing is wrong with shopping and brows and nails um everything can come from different places if it's coming from if it's not a style that's authentic to you you're trying to you know keep up that facade so your whole because the thing is is that at some point you realize subconsciously maybe that at some point you've kind of accepted i feel like in like 2017 i was in like 2016 26 15 26 2016 i knew this and i was kind of, but like it was a very it was a very uh quiet voice in my head but i knew that if i gave myself too much time with my own thoughts and emotions then the you start to pull the string and unravel the string and i would realize i am not happy with my career goals my partner at the time some of my friends who, what identity i'm presenting to the world 
it would be very painfully obvious to me. I would say things of like, oh, I am this or I want this. And people would be like, you don't sound so sure. And I, I wouldn't really be able to even believe it myself. But um, I didn't know what I, who I actually was. And we'll get there. So you are like running on pure adrenaline, fumes, vibes. You are trying to keep up the facade. And you, it's its like adrenaline of trying to get to live another day, to not be clocked as the authentically you should try to present as what the world wants. And then when you do survive that day, you're like, oh, great. Let me try again tomorrow. <laughs> Time to try again tomorrow. Um, so that's pre-survival mode. Some event happens. Um, maybe slowly over time you subconsciously have been doing self-care things or starting to reflect on your needs and maybe you're maturing or maybe you have an event that like shocks you in one way or the other and you realize something needs to change. Maybe you are getting afraid of your own thoughts and emotions and you've talked to a friend or a therapist and you're like, I, something needs to change. Maybe you've done some self-reflection. Something happens at some point where you reach a breaking point, where you literally, you're probably deeply burnt out. Um, and we have to be careful with burnout. Um, I need to write burnout in my podcast ideas. Um, I would love to go over the Mashlack. I don't know if that's the correct name. Inventory of burnout, because once you get it's like a scale of 10. And once you get past seven, you start to develop lack of empathy in wanting to isolate. So I think when a lot of people are make jokes that are like, haha, I love when my friends ca cancel plans. Oh, I'm such a homebody. Like there's being a homebody. That's great. Beautiful. Gorgeous. You have Taurus and cancer placements. Love that for you. And then there's, I don't have the capacity to interact with other humans right now. So I just want to isolate because I'm giving my capacity in every other single facet of my life. And it's frustrating because when you're when you're getting burnt out from being in survival mode, putting out this facade, because survival mode's not sustainable, which is why it's not called sur thr thrival mode. <laughs> I need to mark this. 18, 18.20. I want to make a little clip video. <laughs> I'm going to make these notes and look back editing and be like, this is what I wanted to be a reel or a TikTok. Okay, that's a choice. Um, but you, it's not sustainable. And 
Did I lose my train of thought? Yeah. You just can't go on. You can't go on. You can't go on like that anymore. I'm so sorry for all of my UK listeners. Um, (laughs) So this is truly like this moment, everything after this moment, it's like a moment of clarity. You start to see everything for really what it is. It is, this is when the healing journey begins. You're out, you're, you're, you're not out of survival mode, but you're mentally like, I'm going to get out of survival mode. I'm going to make changes. I'm going to live more authentically. I'm going to face the beliefs that I had about myself. And it is simultaneously a huge relief. And it's also terrifying and tiring. And here's why. So when you were in survival mode, you were, again, you were just trying to get to the next day. When you're running on adrenaline and when you're running on fumes, you don't have the capacity to, again, this is all happening subconsciously. How powerful is the subconscious, by the way? It concocted all of this for you. Um, It does not let, it didn't really let you hear your thoughts fully it didn't really let you feel your emotions fully and this is all a self-preservation thing because it knew that if you started to feel your emotions and think your thoughts you'd be like oh my god i'm not happy something needs to change and it's like your subconscious like i your subconscious is like i literally concocted this whole plan so that you could live in this cruel world why are you changing? Why are you messing with it? Um, but the subconscious is not attached to your body. You have to live in your, well, it is, but like you have to live in your body. You have to integrate your subconscious and your body. Um, and the body determines what is sustainable and what's not right. Um, because what's happening in your brain can affect your body. So you thought so everything that you thought you had you actually don't anymore your desires your goals your boundaries and standards your sense of style and expression who that who you value and who you want to hang out with um what makes you happy and what you want in life you thought that you knew all of that and now you don't. It's it's you're questioning it. Questioning it. You feel like you don't have any motivation or desires or goals anymore. But basically what is happening is that you're switching from living for someone else's to living for yours. And but we we are not encouraged or taught to ask ourselves what we want what we want so you don't so that that would be the next step is like replacing other people's goals that you internalize for your own is asking yourself what you want we don't naturally have we naturally have those tools but we are like um discouraged from them 
you are also allowing yourself to relax for the first time because again you don't need to keep up that play and you don't need to be doing stuff in the in the background so you have a lot more time available and you also are like not worried about keeping up this persona because that's not a goal of yours anymore. So this may lead you to feel unmotivated and quote-unquote lazy, but it's because your nervous system is like, it gets to take a break. It gets to relax. Then you have to like find out what you want and re-motivate yourself. And that's a whole other episode, which I will do if not next, very soon. Um, but I really just wanted to break down what happens. The reason you feel so unmotivated um, and lazy and lost during your healing journey is because you had a purpose and you had a direction it was to survive and it was to be what the world wants you to be. And then you went and changed it. Or you don't know what that is anymore. In the long run, we have to remember. Like, so basically you're not on anyone else's timeline besides yours now. It's all about the big picture it's all about the long run. You're in no rush. Enjoy the process of figuring out what you really want. And enjoy the process of rebuilding your brain to work for you and to find motivation. I'm in the middle of that. I need to remind myself every day to enjoy the process. But something I will say, and also, actually, I have two more points on this before I get into that final note. It also can feel a little sticky when you really, in your healing journey, because you are allowing yourself to feel emotions for the first time. Not only are you allowing yourself, because everything just kind of felt like, like, I used to think, I was like, am I emotionless? Like, no, you just... No, babe, you just blocked yourself from your own emotions. So not only are you feeling like pure joy for the first time, you are also feeling bad emotions for the first time. And I truly, I think survival mode is just the goal of that is to like avoid feeling bad emotions. Because for some reason, you don't think that you can handle it. But that's the whole gag. That's the whole thing is that you can handle it. It's not going to rock. It's not going to end your world. So what do you do <laughs> if you have to go through this grueling, doesn't have to be grueling, process of re-finding your motivation, rewiring your brain, building a life of figuring out what you actually want and then filling up your life with it. That's a multiple year process. I'll argue that's the rest of your life. Because your desires and goalposts will always be changing. Maybe not as much for everyone as me as a manufacturing generator. Um, but 
they'll always be changing. And that's the beauty and fun of life. Um, so, okay. I guess this will now transition into my personal experience with this for a couple, a couple minutes here. Um, cause my advice here is to build yourself, build your life with beautiful things that you enjoy. Cause I'll talk about this specifically more in my, in the next episode about like finding your motivation. Um, but it feels like slow motion. It feels, it can almost feel a little boring after, you know, survival mode is so much drama because if you get caught as an imposter, that's the most dramatic things. You're always stressed from that or whatever. Um, but usually even though like the the your healed life should be full but also feel a little slow not in a bad way in a good way like you deserve peace i would say peace like it, slowness can be a, an internal thing a contentment in peace um so I think I really started to feel you you're not going to you 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 might not feel this itch of your healing journey of like why am I directionless what am I doing uh right when it starts it may actually take a couple years I really really and and, and you also likely are going to call it a bunch of other different things maybe though listening to this you'll be like You'll identify it more. But I really started to feel this like in 2020. And, you know, I definitely think the times that we were living in affected it. Because then I basically went through a whole new trauma. Um, But I was like sleeping so much more. I like, I kind of felt like I thought that I always, I had this endless battery to always be working and doing more and like overstretching my social, which I have a very high social battery, but like, and also by the way, that's my number one tell for when I need to do more self-care and when I'm working too hard is when I don't want to see people or as much because that's not within my nature to want to isolate. So anyway, um, yeah, I was sleeping. I was like taking naps. I was like sleeping in. I didn't feel like I could let a I could barely do a full eight hours days of work. Well, in my business, I was putting in a lot more. I, so burnout definitely was a part of it. I I would I would say cuz my healing journey really started like uh 20 late late 2019 I started going to therapy and healing my ED in 2017 and that was like the beginning but like a deep something I would 
say, oh, I'm on my healing journey started around late 2019. Um, yes. And I, though it was timed, it was matched up with a time in my business where I had just started and I was, had a bunch, I had basically to make ends meet, I had a bunch of well, I was, it was more than to make ends meet, but I basically had a lot of social media management clients, but like smaller contracts and, um, smaller like tasks. So I was, it was more of a volume based thing. And I always had one-on-one -on -one clients and I was usually always running a group program. And then I was, I was trying to do the traditional coaching thing of like one-on-one -on -one group program course, passive, digital products, always working on the next thing and launching something Not, while, try, while doing social media management as well. I did drop the social media management and I was very much tightly holding on to things. So I really like say that this l lostness and confusion happened about a year into my business and again, I was sleeping so much and that's when my priorities started changing where I was like, I don't, like, I remember the day I cried tears of relief on a voice note to Andrea, who's, who, if I have guests on, I, or I probably will just have her on at some point too, but, um, the, who is, who was my coach for a while and now we're friends and we run um, the Bravery Being Yourself together, which is a self-discovery course. But our contract had just ended and we were becoming friends. Well, we already like, you know, were, but like we were like, okay, we're not coaching anymore. But we chat every day. And I was talking to her, not as a mentor, but just discussing stuff. And I just like shed tears of relief when I realized I was hanging on to this belief that if my business didn't have and all of my money didn't come from five high ticket one-on-one -on -one clients at the same time, then my business isn't legit. And that belief like really had a chokehold on me. I was just disappointing myself so much whenever or putting so much pressure on myself to always keep up five high ticket one-on-one -on -one coaching clients and also setting up my life and my finances where I was dependent on that which is just really not good it's not good don't do that um and I also <laughs> um which honestly this is great maybe I should like do you guys want to hear this story anonymously of my ex but like I ended a five-year relationship while we were living together and um after that I really really hit that wall because that was like a constant a guiding light I was like oh maybe Obviously, I had my doubts, but I was like, maybe we'll get engaged soon. I don't know. Ah. Um, clearly not, but 
again, <laughs> had no direction or purpose or in, well, no, I had a new direction when it came to dating. And I was, yeah, so basically after that, I was sleeping in even more and I just could like barely focus. And then also because of not so great financial decisions, I was kind of put back into survival mode, but more so just like, I oh, what can I do to like literally make enough money? And because I was also like, okay, now we have to, I have to move out of this apartment. I, I ended up moving to Boston, which is from Providence, Rhode Island, which is a, a more expensive city to live in. I'm so, so happy to be here. It's worth it, but it ain't easy. <laughs> um, but I truly could not. I, I didn't, I feel like I saw people, but like, I, I did. I definitely, I'm always going to like hang out with my friends, but I didn't have as much capacity. I didn't feel like to reach out to people as much and to, and to have intentionality behind anything. I, my sleep schedule was all messed up. Whatever I was eating, I couldn't even think about it. Um, I definitely wasn't taking care of myself physically and mentally as much. I was like, I was definitely, I was studying astrology and like I was in things in my business where I was tied to like, um, I definitely like was doing spiritual practices. Um, but it just like, yeah, it just, and, and I was also, I would kind of cycle back and forth between like, not really beating myself up, <clears throat> but comparing what my life looked like to what it did when I was doing so much more. And this is, if we can, I think give, I think I, I, I am a big fan of the sentiment behind give yourself grace, but I think it's becoming a little overused where we can say, don't moralize the amount of things that you do in a day and what you're doing. Like be, give yourself grace as like, be proud of yourself for keeping yourself alive. Because it's actually like really hard <laughs> to do that and to live as a human on this earth. So, just like, you know, with diet culture, you know, let's not moralize one food over another. Same with what we do, what we get done. That, I think, like, that is what give yourself graces to me. That's the biggest, biggest thing. And honestly... I was in that space and then last summer I had just moved to Boston and I was setting, I was figuring out what my life could look like here. I was meeting a lot of new people, <clears throat> having a lot of fun. And then truly this whole winter, like September 2022 to 
honestly, like the end of June 2022, maybe not so much. It was like dark times, like October to March. Like I was in a very similar space to what I had just described. But it was definitely harder to give myself grace because I was like, um, like what? Like I have, I've been through this. <laughs> We've already done this. I have to do this again. It did feel like I was kind of keeping myself there a little bit. And I also genuinely, that's when I really, really, really started to take burnout like deeply seriously because I was like, I looked into the burnout inventory, which I'll go over on an episode with you all. And I was like, check, check, check. Oh, I passed with flying colors. (laughs) I have all of these symptoms. And it was like truly, madly, deeply affecting my life so much. Miserable. Uh, That's a strong word, but... And what I realized is that capacity wasn't going to magically appear again. And it's not a thing. Burnout is not... And by the way, burnout really accurately describes, though, it's not just like an overworking thing. It accurately describes this feeling that we've been talking about this whole episode of this healing journey where you feel directionless and lost because emotional burnout is like even more insidious often than regular burnout. Regular burnout? Than like burnout from overworking. Because it it just feels, it just hits so much deeper. Um, Yeah. It's not a thing where, oh, if I rest for one hour, then I can do two hours of work. It doesn't work like that. A, resting is good, but it's not something that's going to rejuvenate you when you are deeply burnt out. Resting is something you have to start including in your life and schedule. Um, What's really going to help motivate you and find direction after feeling this way is quality of like I would just say like how much you're enjoying life so and here's where I'll where I'll end it how I ended the other portion of like build your life with beautiful things and enjoy the ride that even though like I said I've spent the last like two years it feels like in sort of like a slump state If you follow me on social media, obviously, I have been living it up, especially since March of this year. Uh, Using whatever resources I have, figuring it out, um, traveling, and 
doing stuff with my friends. And I've really just been enjoying like, like a party atmosphere was what I would go to when it came to hanging out with like some of my friends. But I've just been enjoying like touching grass and going to cool events and not being like, I, let's fucking, let's get fucked up. (laughs) Um, And then this isn't like a sober curious vibe. This is just like, just spending quality. Like I just care about, I, I say this time and time again, I would rather be, I don't care about the location. I don't care about what we're doing. That's not important to me. I just want to like be with people that I love. As long as we can have a good conversation and a good time. So stuff like that. And I genuinely now can say that everyone, I've gotten rid of a few toxic people in my life that I actually acquired those people in my life over the last year. And also they had to go within a year. Um, I've made a lot of new awesome friends that are very expansive mentally for me. Mm-hmm. Um And I also started, I really got clear on where I want my business to go. And I started making moves in my life that would help me support that. Um, So like my, one of the great things I'm surrounding myself with is, is my dreams for the future. And also going to the cafe, working at the cafe that having something that is like physical that gives me in a good routine gets me to work with my hands and like connect with people love it um and i've also really leaned into like my interests and like music and hobbies and expressing myself visually through clothes more and getting knickknacks in my room that align with my aesthetic. Um, Being very open with my parents. I would say family, but it's just my parents that I'm (laughs) being very open with. Um... And that's making it all seem very, that's like helping me along this time and this ride of this long process of finding motivation again. So we're going to unpack that in a future episode, but this was great, y'all. Okay, I keep saying that uh, these are going to be 20, 30 minutes. Okay, girl, girly pop. Maybe at some point they will, but 45, though, is honestly great. Like, I could talk for two hours. So, 45 slays. Um, Thank you all for joining me. I... I'm excited to hear what you all think. I'm excited to continue making podcasts. I'm excited for the next one. I'm excited to begin the membership very, very soon. 
I probably will add in some uh, updates about the what's going on with the membership as I'm recording this couple weeks before this goes live. And I'm so excited. Okay. Oh my god. You should leave a five-star review. And what if you did that? No, truly, like, that would truly, madly, deeply help so much. Um, leave a comment on YouTube. Subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And follow me on Instagram. Book a session. Again, look out for the membership. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for diving into the void with me, Nikki Fragakis, your queer and neurospicy astrologer, hypnotherapist, in business and life mentor and coach. I hope you found lots of meaning today in the liminal space with me. Did you have fun in the liminal lounge? DM and let me know or tag me on Instagram and TikTok at Nikki underscore Vergakis. You can find that link in the show notes and check the show notes to book a session with me or work with me in the many ways that you can and get connected to other Liminal Lounge attendees. Don't forget to leave a review. See you next time in the Liminal Lounge.